0: Good morning, brothers and sisters. This is a day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. I am Mark Hediger, blessed, honored, and humbled to be the pastor at Salisbury Center and Middleville United Methodist Churches, where we expect miracles, recognize miracles, and celebrate miracles together. Praise God. Uh, I have announcements today. We had our first combined men's breakfast this morning. We had nine men attend uh, between both churches and one gentleman who doesn't come to our church, he came as a guest. Uh, it was really nice. It was a good time. We, got to, we fellowshiped, of course. We prayed. We, we Building relationships. If, uh, if you're a man and you can make it, we're going to do it again in July. So um, we're working on a date for that because we don't want to interfere with July 4th weekend. But I'll get back to you. So men's breakfast. Today's memory verse comes from Psalm 104, 33. I will sing to the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praise to my God while I have being. Let us pray. Come, Holy Spirit, ever-living and ever-loving God. We praise you for your loving presence with us. Come, Holy Spirit, take and transform our societies. That broken people find healing, that lonely people find love, that bitter people find peace, that fearful people find hope. Come Holy Spirit, fill your church, that our worship will be ever more pleasing to you, that prayers will change our minds instead of trying to get you to change yours, that our lives will make a real difference to real people in the real world. Come Holy Spirit, fill our lives with your presence. So that more and more every day all that we do and say and hope will be an act of worship to you and an expression of love to others to the glory of your name we pray this in jesus name amen please join me in the call to worship oh give thanks to the lord call on his name make known his deeds among the peoples we will sing to the lord as long as we live we will sing praise to our god While we have being. Sing to him. Sing praises to him. Tell of all his wonderful works. We will sing to the Lord as long as we live. We will sing praise to our God. While we have being. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. We will sing to the Lord as long as we live. We will sing praise to our God. While we have being. Seek the Lord in his strength. Seek his presence continually. We will sing to the Lord as long as we live. We will sing praise to our God while we have being. We give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Amen. This morning's Lady Scripture comes from Acts 2 1 through 21. Acts 2 verses 1 through 21. and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to the Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs, in our own language we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? But others sneered and said, They are filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them. Fellow Jews and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to what I say. Indeed, these are not drunk as you suppose, for it is only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days it will be, God declares, and the moon to blood, before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. Then everyone, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord, shall be saved. Amen. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. We move to joys and concerns this morning, and I'd like to start off by wishing uh, Marilyn Juba a very, very, very happy birthday. And anybody else who might have one that I don't know about, but um, happy birthday, Marilyn. Uh, as always, as we go through the joys and concerns, I can't hear you, but God can. So, you know, don't be shy. Call those names out, uh, name in a circumstance, whatever you want to do, uh, just bring them to the Lord. Let us pray. Father God, you are a God of grace and abundance who blesses us with more than a shower of blessings, but a downpour of mercies. We rejoice with friends in new marriages and in the strength of lasting marriages for new beginnings, for healings, successful surgeries, for employment, for family and loved ones, and for your Son, our Savior, who gives us eternal life and gives it in abundance. We say with joy, thank you, Lord. You are so good. So knowing your grace in the past, we feel welcome to pray for what lies ahead, Lord, Please heal those we love, physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. We pray for successful surgeries, profitable therapy, full recovery, whatever is needed. Lord, we ask you to comfort those who mourn. Give them the hope of the resurrection, peace that restores, and the faith to walk with you in the valley of the shadow. Lord, please direct and empower your church this Church, make us an agent of positive change in the community. Give us love, your love, unconditional love, active and real love for all kinds of people who need you, no matter their race, ethnicity, level of education, age, gender, economic bracket, party affiliation, what they wear or how they speak. It's how we love that show we're yours. Lord, we ask you to help us to love better. And Lord, please touch our hearts today. Speak into us your words of life, of comfort, conviction, or hope. What is not of you, may we forget when we walk out of this room. And what is of you, may we never forget wherever we go. This is our desire. This is our prayer, offered in the name above every name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. The title to this morning's message is Expect Jesus. Expect Jesus. Last week we talked about the importance of looking for Jesus. We agreed we're to look for Jesus even in the midst of the most horrific, gut-wrenching, heartbreaking events. I shared the fact that I fielded many phone calls from friends and parishioners asking, where was God? And why would God allow this to happen after the mass shootings? We were reminded Adam's disobedience opened the door to sin, allowing Satan to usher in sickness, disease, calamities, physical death, spiritual death, and yes, pure evil as well. Evil like Buffalo and Uvalde. But we agree we are still called to look for Jesus, even in the midst of these tragedies. Today I'd like to suggest that we not only look for Jesus, but as believers we should expect Jesus. We should expect to see Jesus show up through the actions of other people, like those who gathered in public together and prayed for healing and an end to the violence. We should expect to see Jesus in people who make heroic sacrifices for the sake of others. We should expect to see Jesus anywhere and everywhere in our lives. We should expect him because we're reminded that he will never leave us nor forsake us. In Deuteronomy 31, 6, we heard Moses tell his people, Be strong and bold. Have no fear or dread of them, because it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not fail you or forsake you. Before Christ's crucifixion, he told his disciples he would rise from the dead after three days. You would think they would be expecting him after three days in the grave, right? And yet Jesus made 12 appearances, and not one person expected him. In Matthew twenty-eight, twenty, Jesus himself tells us, And remember, I am with you always, to the end of the age. That promise wasn't just to his disciples, brothers and sisters. It was to each and every one of us. And if Jesus promised to be with us always, I will take him at his word and expect him anywhere and everywhere in my life. Today we celebrate Pentecost Sunday around the world. We gather to celebrate the coming of the Spirit, to raise that early church out of hiding, and to fulfill Christ's promise of sending an advocate after he ascended to heaven. But we begin by setting it up. Before his crucifixion, Jesus called the apostles to meet him at Mount Olivet where he gave them his final instructions. He told them to remain in Jerusalem and wait for the promise of the Father, and they would be baptized with the Holy Spirit. They were told to expect him. We read this in Acts 1.8. He said, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. In verse 9 through 11, it reads, When he had said this, as they were watching, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. While he was going and they were gazing up toward heaven, suddenly two men in white robes stood by them. They said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up toward heaven? This Jesus, who has been taken up from you into heaven, will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. So once again, they were told to expect Jesus. So next we see the disciples return to Jerusalem as Jesus commanded and assemble in an upper room. The Bible says there are about 120 of them, including women, all in one accord, praying daily. Our scripture reading uh, today showed that the power of the Holy Spirit showed that power that Jesus told the disciples to expect. Every one of them was filled with the Spirit and talked in other languages. It was so loud, so unruly, and so exciting that the Jews from inside the city came running when they heard the commotion. And then they witnessed the power as they heard each speaking in different languages, making it possible for the crowd to understand them. Acts 2.12 tells us, All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean but others sneered and said they are filled with new wine well here brothers and sisters here is where i believe we see the real power and purpose of the holy spirit we now witness simon peter as a new brave bold and determined follower of christ this was a very dangerous crowd peter was addressing but he was no longer afraid no longer depending on his own flesh, no longer willing to deny Christ to the Jews or the world. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. In the flesh, Peter was weak. In the flesh, he was unable to take his eyes off the world and his own concerns. But now we see the Holy Spirit doing the talking through Peter and his life. And his world would be changed forever. Simon Peter gave the crowd the good news. He gave them the gospel of Jesus Christ. And then he let the Holy Spirit do his work the people's hearts. We read of the crowd's reaction in verses 37 through 39. It reads, Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and to the other apostles, Brothers, what should we do? Peter said to them, Repent. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, so that your sins may be forgiven. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit for the promises for you, for your children, and for all who are far away, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to him. Verse 41 tells us, So those who welcomed his message were baptized. And that day... About 3,000 persons were added. And these new converts didn't just decide to follow Christ in a general direction. They were committed. Verse 42 says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. They didn't become just hearers of the word. They became doers of the word. And it all started with the question, what should we do? I would like to ask that same question to each of you this morning. What should we do? I'll answer it with the same words Peter used. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, so that your sins may be forgiven and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promises for you, for your children, and for all who are far away, everyone. Whom the Lord our God calls to him. Everyone means everyone. Jesus Christ took on the sin of man and suffered in our place. He paid the price for our freedom and liberty. But he did not leave us as orphans. He sent the Holy Spirit as a counselor and advocate. So we assemble today to remember and celebrate that day of Pentecost, the birth of Christ's church through the works of the Holy Spirit. See, no longer would a select few have access to the Holy Spirit. Now all believers have access to the same Holy Spirit. Peter did, Paul did, James did, and the rest of the 120 did. We read that the 120 spoke in the tongues. spoken tongues are, are different languages. Those that didn't understand what they were speaking accused them of being drunk on new wine. Well, let me ask those of you... Listening today, what language are you speaking to the world? Are you speaking the languages of love, mercy, grace, and forgiveness? These are the languages the world doesn't recognize but certainly needs to hear. Are we speaking a language of forgiveness so loud and so clear that we might be accused of being drunk on new wine? Are we speaking a language of love so boldly that the world takes pause and notices and maybe even questions our motives. We know that our motive is Jesus Christ, of course. Many unbelievers and sadly many Christians tend to speak in languages of hate, jealousy, racism, selfishness, anger. That list goes on and on. As Christians, we are sanctified. We're set aside from the rest of the world we're called to speak the language Jesus taught us, not Aramaic. We're taught to speak the language of love, mercy, grace, patience, and forgiveness. Our motive should be the love of Christ and his commandment to love one another, not just in words, but in deeds. After Jesus was crucified, we remember Peter had a choice to make. His choice was to go back to his old ways. He went back to fishing. He went back and sat on that boat. But then Jesus came back and reminded Peter of his mission and charged him with feeding and tending his sheep. And before Jesus returned to his father, he told the disciples to go and wait for the Holy Spirit to come. They expected the Spirit because Jesus told them to expect the Spirit. I believe... We also have a choice to make today. Like Peter, we can go back to what we did before, like fishing, or we can go ye into the world and be the church. We're called to be the church inside our homes, our communities, and even our places of employment. We can no longer be content to simply open our doors on Sunday morning and hope for and wait for the community to show up so we can love on them and show them Jesus. We need to, we're called to go ye into the community and take that love to them. Let's not be content to honor and praise God one day a week. Let this Pentecost Sunday be an opportunity for stepping out and going further. We are called to expect Jesus in every area of our lives. We should look for and expect Jesus to show up in the midst of relationship problems. Unruly children, employment struggles, prices at the gas station and supermarket, during medical testing, and yes, even in Buffalo and Uvalde. And then let's go teach other people to expect Jesus in their lives as well. Let's give them a reason to expect him. We know the Holy Spirit is the only source of life and power in the believer today. You and I cannot live out the Christian life without the Holy Spirit's power. Only the power of God can completely change our emotions, our thoughts, our words, and our actions. When the Holy Spirit lives in us and works in us, he enables us to be obedient to God. He helps us fulfill the Great Commission. He empowers us to make an impact in our community, like Peter made on his community. The Holy Spirit can mold us and use us for his kingdom work, no matter where we are today and no matter what we've done in our past. Jesus is willing to forgive us. And brothers and sisters, thank God forgiveness is only a prayer away. In Matthew eleven twenty-eight, 28, Jesus calls us. He says, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Every one of you is his beloved and made worthy by the blood of Christ. If you've already accepted Jesus, you know that. But if you're listening today and you haven't accepted Jesus, please know he is calling you today. He is calling you right now. Jesus wants a relationship with you for eternity. The author of the universe and our lives is calling us to him. What better day than Pentecost to receive forgiveness for our sins, accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, and to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit? If the world has told you you're not worthy or not good enough to be forgiven, know right now that they are liars. If the enemy has convinced you that Jesus would never forgive you for the things you've done, know right now that he is the father of all lies. You believe the Bible. Believe that this promise is for you. If you haven't accepted Jesus yet, let's do it together this morning. We're all a family here. We're all brothers and sisters in Christ. No one is here to judge anybody else. None of us are perfect. We've all sinned. We all continue to sin, and we continue to ask for forgiveness. I'm going to ask people in service, to come to the altar today. I ask you that are listening at home to just ask Jesus into your life and then expect him to show up. Let the Holy Spirit prick your heart. Then be bold enough to proclaim him king of your life. Renew your commitment to him. If if you've already accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, maybe today you want to renew your commitment to him. Or maybe today is the day, Pentecost Sunday, that you you finally decide decide to bring all your fears, anxieties, and sickness to the foot of the cross. That's where they belong. And then when you do that, refuse to pick them up again. I'm going to give people a chance to, to pray on this, and then I'm going to close this message with the prayer of salvation. If you haven't accepted Jesus, my prayer is that you will pray this with me. Father God, I believe that Jesus died for me. I believe that Jesus paid for my sins on the cross. I believe that Jesus rose from the dead. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I ask you to wash me clean of all sin. I put my faith and trust in Jesus as my only hope for living eternally with you in heaven. I ask Jesus to be my Savior and my Lord. I want to live my life for Christ. I understand that my salvation is not based on my works, but on the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. Thank you. Thank you for your sacrifice and thank you for saving me today. Amen. For those of you that have accepted Jesus for the first time, welcome to his kingdom, a kingdom that you will now share for eternity. Hoorah! We move to the love feast this morning. I apologize, I should have reminded you perhaps and given you a heads up. But uh, as we share in the breaking of bread and and drinking, uh, let's remember each other. Let's remember Christ's sacrifice. Let's just... You know, take this as a time of reflection on our lives, maybe where we need to improve, maybe some of those sins that we need to ask for forgiveness. And during this love feast, um, I am going to uh, play a song. So if you have something to eat, something to drink, let's partake of that now. Alexa, continue.
1: That my shame is undone mm-hmm.
0: As we move to the offering, I thank you again from the bottom of my heart for how you contribute to the church and the community and what a difference you're making. Let us pray. God of wind and fire, breathe your Holy Spirit over us again this day. Help us to better hear one another and untangle the differences we've allowed to divide us. May your spirit give us the power to be the church you had hoped we would be, one body, one people seeking to build your beloved community of justice, mercy, and hope. As we bring offerings to you this day, set us on fire once again. Fill us with your power. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Brothers and sisters, as you go back into the community, back to your families and back to work, make it a point to listen for Jesus to look for Jesus, and to expect Jesus in each and every circumstance. And now receive the benediction. On a day when you're wearing your certainty like a cloak, and your sureness goes before you like a shield or like a sword, may the sound of God's name spill from your lips as you have never heard it before. Amen. Until we meet again, brothers and sisters, may God bless and keep each and every one of you, please stay safe and stay in his word. God bless you all.